Yo, I'm Chad. This is Eric. And together we are... Jamman! Yes! Bam! It's a good day to die hard. Hard with a boner. Yes, all I want is bang, bang, bang! That's right. It's like that was like you... the first ever Flash anime thing I ever saw on the internet. Really? was bang 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 i don't think i've ever seen that actually oh my god seriously i mean and i was you know i was in college when all your bass was happening you've never seen all i want is bang 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 i mean i've heard it oh yes it's awesome it's just done with uh stick figures cool it's in oh yes all right it's never too late 12 years later whatever <laughs> you definitely need to go on there it's like a blue screen with stick figures and it's just set to that song i just love the song that's all I'm going to say. He's but, like, I don't want relationship. All I want. Bang, bang, bang. Oh, exactly. So, I mean, and the video enhances the song. All right. Anyone that doesn't know what we're talking about, just uh, type that into your search engines. Yeah, just just derp in uh, bang, bang, bang. Yeah. Or or all I want is bang, bang, bang. That's and it will definitely pop up. You'll see a blue video with stick figures. <laughs> Back in like 2002, I was like, this is the greatest <laughs> Oh man, back when Newground, <laughs> back when you could watch every single video uh, on Newgrounds in an afternoon. Holy mm. shit. Back when heavy.com was awesome. Yeah, dude. You they, remember heavy.com? I do. Well, uh I sort of remember heavy.com in their heyday, they actually commissioned my wife to make like a puppet for them. Oh, like, really? Yeah, this weird sock puppet with like a skirt and like teeth and uh and they were doing like 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 funny like news broadcasts with this puppet. Mm. controlled by different people every day but then i think i heard like like then they stopped making videos with the puppet and then she kind of contacted them and they said yeah i think we lost it on one of the shoots uh heavy.com predated youtube yeah. so it was awesome like all the uh, gi joe fensler psas were found on there mm -hmm. and the juggernaut bitch was found on there <laughs> and as soon as youtube started up then i i don't think i ever went back to heavy.com so i don't no. know maybe i should check that out one of these days see what they're doing no i think they i think they imploded i think they're the part of the uh the internet that nobody gives a shit about like at uh ugo.com mm. well <laughs> it's like shout oh, out to anyone who was uh, associated with heavy.com back in the day you guys were the best game in town fuck yeah 2004 but, uh, pff, dude 2001 <laughs> i was like style project all the way yeah i couldn't believe it it was like that was the first time StyleProject.com, style I'm sure he's still going, but it was, like, it, back, back in the day where, like, you went to a website to look at, like, weird stuff that this guy had collected, but also he kind of, like, was, like, intelligently blogging about, like, the nature of, like, um, information addiction and sh weird shit like that. Mm. It was very interesting. Anyway, Eric. Yeah. Yes. So, this weekend, check this out, uh, at this film festival that I'm, uh, I'm volunteering for, that I uh, compiled a bunch of short films on the Blu-rays for uh, this Puppets on Film Festival happening at BAM. BAM! Uh, BAM! Yeah, uh, Bam. which is like this big deal in Brooklyn. Uh, they threw together the most kick-ass day of uh, 80s fantasy films of all time. I can only think of one way to uh, to one-up it, and that would be to include uh, Tim Curry's Legend. Uh, I like how you called it Tim Curry's legend and not, not Tom Cruise's legend. No, no. I mean, Tom, Tom Cruise is the main character, but let's face it, the only thing cool in that was Tim Curry's demon bull. Tim Tim Curry and fucking unicorn horns and uh, and somewhere Tom Cruise is in there, but who cares? <laughs> yeah, dressed like a girl. Yeah, but what's really what's really funny is uh, all right. So so uh, they showed Labyrinth. Okay. Right? David Bowie's package Labyrinth. Uh. And then Never Ending Story directly afterwards, 
And then right after that, they showed Labyrinth again, but they had like this crazy sing along happening. So it was like it was like an it was like a, a low budget, cheesy as hell like uh, Rocky Horror style presentation where they had mm. like people in costume like in front and like all around you uh, acting out the scenes and people were shouting shit at the screen and they gave you like a goodie bag full of like stuff like mm. to kind of interact with the screen. So like during like the the amazing bog of eternal stench. Uh, scene. Imagine three hundred people, all with whoopee cushions, all setting them off at like different times. So it was like, okay, all right. Okay. Like in okay, so theater. so Rocky Horror for nerds. Yeah, for for okay. people who love this film, Labyrinth. And there was like it sold out. There was like standing room only. I feel like I'm gonna have to give Labyrinth another chance. Now I don't know if you remember this, but we saw it at the movie theater originally, or not at the movie theater, the drive-in originally. I don't remember that, but uh, yeah, it was. That's how long ago it was. We wow. saw it at the drive-in, but it was the second feature at the drive-in. Mm, that's bad. And, and between my youthfulness and being like tired, <laughs> mm-hmm. I I felt like I would, didn't really understand it. Ah. So like my first impression was I I didn't like it. And then eventually we had it on like video VHS or something, and I, I watched it once or two other times. But I I don't think I've seen it in probably like fifteen years. So I may have to watch it again sometime. I mean, I remember David Bowie. <laughs> and I remember, uh, you know, the little, uh, what's her face, Jennifer, the main character. Jennifer. Um, um, she's still acting now. Je- Jennifer Connelly. Yeah, Jennifer Connelly, before she grew the huge boobies. She was 14, actually, when she shot that. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, she had like a small pack of Muppets helping her out and stuff. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, she goblins took her, her uh, little kid brother. It's uh, it's actually, uh, I, I, I came out of, out of this like marathon of 80s fantasy. They, like fully kind of like recognizing for myself that Labyrinth is like one of my top favorite films of all time, Eric. Wow, I guess I do have to watch it again then if you're it's so, thinking that highly of it. It's so good, but in a, in a way it's like um like I, I really feel to appreciate Labyrinth because you could just take it on like a base level. You know, on the base level, the A story, it's about this uh teenage girl, you know, it's like a coming of age story. Uh, you know, where she's, she's, like, starts off really childish and kind of, like, matures and understands. And, and the whole, like, uh, fantasy uh, world of the Labyrinth is kind of like her own teenage fantasies and overcoming the challenges, you know, like, one step to maturity, yada, yada, yada. But deep within that, there's, like, all this amazing stuff happening. Like, uh, the, the effects are all practical. There's, like, zero special effects in the movie. That aren't well, like oh, doesn't doesn't David Bowie walk upside down on stairs? He does, but it's all like camera tricks. Oh, okay. It's all right, like cool. that. when I say no special effects, I mean like there's no computer uh, gotcha. effects. Gotcha. There's like this one musical number with some green screen that's really obviously green screen, but everything else is practical. Okay. But uh, his character, David Bowie's character, is actually one of the most like uh, unique '80s villains I want to say of all time, because uh, you know. Somebody could have played that kind of character like super evil and like kind of like ridiculous over the top, but he plays it totally chill. You know, he's this he's this goblin king. He's like the lord of illusions. He's constantly like um, messing around, like uh, like hand handing doing these hand tricks with these glass orbs that have magic in them and stuff. But he just seems so frustrated with his lot in life. Wow! Like he, he did, no, I don't think everyone's ever looked this deep into this movie than you have right now. They, I mean, like, if people did, <laughs> I think more people would appreciate how fucking awesome this is. And kind of his motivation, 
watch the film, watch the film Labyrinth, and think about David Bowie's character's motivation. Like, what? why is he doing the things that he does? Why does he kidnap the baby? Why is he trying so hard to fulfill, like, his role in the movie? And uh, I think it's really, really interesting. You know, and like, and like towards the end, you kind of see like his illusions fade away, and like he's uh, in the the final scene where she, you know, learns that you know like nothing really matters, and David Bowie's whole world is kind of destroyed and floating around. It's really fucking cool. Okay, I just remember there's a little Muppet that rides on a bigger Muppet, like a dog. Yes, yes, there's a Sir Didymus. He's like this dog knight who rides on an actual dog. Yeah, I remember that part. Oh, it's so good, and and worthy worthy of like Rocky Horror style fame. I f- I feel like that movie still holds up today. It's cheesy, it's ridiculous, but it's fun, and but the themes are really cool. And the first, uh, what what do I want to say? The set dressing and like the art direction are amazing. Okay, and if you don't care about set dressing and art direction, will you still enjoy it? Absolutely. Okay. If, All right. If not for like just the ridiculousness <laughs> of like David Bowie's in a scene and his package and gigantic wang are clearly shown. Okay. So if you are not into set dressing, art direction, or gigantic wangs, <laughs> will you still like this movie? Yes. Yes. It's because you haven't said that much to entice me yet. <laughs> it's 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 hilarious eighties fantasy movie, but there's a lot. It's really deep, and there's a lot to to uh, to love in there. And it's not like fucking Mirror Mask or some kind of like art flick. Where you're like, mm-hmm. what the fuck was that? You know, it's clear, like, there's a story and, you know, you understand it. Okay. Yeah, I'll uh, check it out. I will. But, you know, I, the other one that, that I saw, Never Ending Story, I would say it held up, but in a totally different way. You know, mm-hmm. it's still, like, it's kind of the same the same era. Tons of practical effects. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's there's a guy with a racing snail. There's a giant rock biter voiced by Alan Oppenheimer. And, um... But the story is also clear. It's kind of like a like apples and oranges, but it's like two movies made around the same time. Eighties fantasy, lots of huge, gigantic things, lots of puppets. Uh, but I feel like both movies really held up. Well, can we both agree that the never-ending story, getting transported into the book, you know, into a different world, is way better than Page Master? Oh fuck, Page Master! Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> there's not there's no comparison dude it's like when page master came out they're like all right guys what are we gonna do uh to make it to make people come to see our movie we'll throw in the most popular actor of the day macaulay culkin yes and i think christopher lloyd played a part or something yeah probably yeah i don't know victor did a review of it i watched it he gave it a pretty good review well all of victor's reviews are interesting but dude if only they had shown tim curry's legend that would have really rounded out the night yeah, man, that was scary back in the day. Like, there's some like that that goblin chick comes out of the comes out of the river and tries to like f Tom Cruise. Yeah, dude, she wants to drag him under the water and do nasty things. And there's like those are those other little like orcs. They're the one that kills the unicorn and stuff. Like the assassin one, he was pretty scary. And and then just Tim Curry, the demon. I mean, Tim Tim Curry has the yeah. best. Uh... <laughs> the last time I saw Legend. He, he, Tim Curry as the giant demon, as the darkness, is trying to get uh, the young, innocent maiden to, like, eat his food and drink his wine. Yeah, Mia and, Sarah from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yes, and she and she finally, like, like, kind of sort of agrees to get him off her case, and she, like, drinks some wine or something, and he makes the best blowjob face. He's like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> 
That's true. This is funny because I you know, he basically roofied her because then oh, she yeah. turns she, and then she starts wearing black uh, lipstick. Right, and she she goes all goth and like she looks like an looks like a medieval queen or something. Yeah. It's it's weird, but like all three movies, Labyrinth, Neverending Story, Legend, also kind of scary. Something that you don't really see in like children's films. Although I think each one was rated PG. Yeah, a little bit of scariness in kids' films is good. Exactly, because like you know, like life is kind of scary sometimes. And if you uh, totally, you know, if you have just like nothing but like daisies and like singing trees and shit that isn't gonna like do anything, it's gonna suck. Yeah. You know, and like that's that's not life, man. That's not fantasy. You have to have an element of like danger to be theatrical. Yeah. Mm. Well, speaking of stuff that doesn't suck. Yes. You had a good idea yesterday on Facebook, and I think I wrote back that it was the greatest idea to ever emerge from your face. True, true. Yes. I I thought, all right, now that Disney owns Star Wars and Marvel Comics, and they have this amazing back catalog of characters, why don't we start uh, doing some crossovers, doing some intermingling? Between the characters. Some mashups. Yes. And uh, this all came from I was bored sitting at this table volunteering and thinking like, you know it would be fucking awesome if uh, Robin Hood and Mulan got together <laughs> because they're sort of both in medieval times and like had this like crazy adventure. But why stop there? Why, did, why not just add in some of like Marvel's Avengers? And then I was like, oh shit, Robin Hood could be like Hawkeye from the Avengers and Mulan could be like Captain America, like, you know, like the Enforcer. Yeah, that doesn't Mm. really have any powers. Bring in, like, the Beast from Beauty and the Beast as, like, the Hulk. You can have, like, like, a Disney's Avengers. Disney's Avengers sounds pretty awesome. Like, I I like that you take all those characters out of their own movie and put them into a new scenario. That's pretty Mm -hmm. sweet. I think it's fucking great. You know, and, like, uh, Wreck-It Ralph did it. Who Friend Roger Rabbit did it. Disney just needs to do it to itself. By the way, you hated on Wreck-It Ralph in one of our old episodes. It did $50 million its first weekend. Oh, well, it's fucking everywhere. I mean, you know, like, Disney marketing the hell out of it. And, like, with gamers, it's kind of like a novelty thing. You know, like, uh, all I've been seeing on Facebook is like, hey, man, you going to see Wreck-It Ralph, you know? It's just I'm just, kind of like I'm just saying, I thought it lo- would look cool. You pooped on it. And uh, not only did it do well, I think it may have revived Qbert. Sure. Well, Kubert's like a like a major character. I actually haven't seen it because I've been I've been too busy watching '80s fantasy, mm. losing myself. Well, I, I liked your Disney mashup idea. I think I mean that's that's the best idea right there. Is is uh, a Disney Avengers with mm. uh, the characters? Um, I did come up with a couple other uh, movie ideas. If you want to hear them, yeah. Well, tell tell me one of yours, and I'll tell you mine. Let's do it. Okay, I like it. All, All right. right, here we go. Cruella Deville. Ooh. From 101 Dalmatians. Right. Has failed to get her skin, her Dalmatian skin coat. <laughs> yes. So she uses her old rotary telephone because that's how she rolls. Mm-hmm. And she calls up um, uh, Uncle Palpatine. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Palpatine, I can't get the Dalmatian skin. Rest easy, my child. <laughs> He's like, Dalmatians are so last year. I will make you a bathrobe made out of. 101 Ewoks. See, I thought you, I thought you were going to say Younglings. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, 101 Ewoks. We'll relaunch it. Cruella DeVille's uncle's actually uh, Emperor Palpatine. Oh, yeah. He sends a couple uh, goofy stormtroopers down to uh, Endor <laughs> I like to it. try and skin the Ewoks. And, of course, the Ewoks are like, you know, blow their horn and beat the shit out of them. You'll see these stormtroopers are going through crazy, dumb scenarios. 
And, you know, at the end, they're all happy because they defeat him. They're like, yup, yup, me top, yup, yup, yup. But just when you think the movie's over, mm. Emperor Palpatine, you, you see a, a hooded figure in the woods with one of those little blue hologram watches. Yes. And Emperor Palpatine's like, <laughs> wipe them out, all of them. And you see Darth Maul's lightsaber snap his <laughs> on. And the Ewoks are like, ah! And uh, then the you probably shouldn't watch the last 10 minutes if you're a kid. Well, dude. well Because <laughs> lightsabers really scalp Ewok <laughs> fur really good. Well, it, it, if, if you see like the first 10 minutes of Ewoks 2, it's basically that scene. That's true. Like those motherfuckers will kill the Ewoks, kill the people, which was just sad. It was fucking crazy. So it, speaking of 80s fantasy, so there were these two movies made – in the 80s, to kind of, there were Star Wars spinoffs. Ewoks, the quest for, I don't know what, Yub Yub. Yep. And then Ewoks 2, and and uh, basically watching the first Ewoks, like it's like it's like a decent movie. It's all right. There's this human cast. There's like a human family. Lives on the planet Endor or something. Mm-hmm. You know, and you all get to know them. All these different characters, mom, dad, brother, sister. Uh, that's all just a prequel to the first 10 minutes of Ewoks 2 where everybody dies. Everybody dies. Mom. Dad, older brother. Done. Killed, Lots, yeah. murdered brutally. And the father, who's like bleeding to death, is telling the little girl, he's the only survivor, he's like, hey, do you remember that song you used to sing for you about a little bird flying away? Well, you need to be like a little bird. Blah, and then he pukes up his guts all over her. She's like, fuck! And then all the Ewoks get, get sold into slavery, and she gets like taken with him. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, and then of all people... The fucking Quaker oatmeal guy <laughs> saves them. Wilford motherfucking Brimley. Uh, you think that this was a joke, but it's fucking real. Yeah, oh, no. Was, I mean, you you just don't you don't kill a, a family off in one movie after they spent the whole movie rescuing each other in the first one. It's just I, that's mean. It's just crazy, and I think it's. I mean, like, there's really no reason, but like. You know, I think out of both of them, we watched Ewoks 1 more because Ewoks 2 is traumatizing. It was. I, we were really upset on that movie. I mean, and that's like, you know, I, I just made that, that comment about like, you know, you got to have like dangerous things in your kids' movies. That's crossing the line. Yeah, that was too much. It was like, would you see like that she has like this little wristband that, that kind of like indicates the health of her family and you see her moms go, pew, dead. Yeah, all the lights <laughs> wink out. Oh, what a crazy movie, man. Well, So there needs to be Ewoks 3, obviously. Yeah, well, how would you... What would you well, no, do just, in the oh, new one? No, just as you described. Oh, it's yeah. Cruel, when the, all the Ewoks get skinned, that's yeah. what you would do. One, 101 Ewoks. <laughs> Cruella DeVille's got an Ewok coat at the end. Oh, fuck yeah, man. And <laughs> I wasn't expecting Darth Maul. See, I was I was expecting, like, after the Ewoks win, you just kind of, like pan up to from the planet you see like the fucking death star <laughs> no and Endor. at the end like people from PETA are like fur is murder <laughs> and they were gonna throw some paint on Cruella DeVille's new coat and she's like they're Ewoks and like ah fuck those yeah. guys <laughs> <laughs> and even PETA's okay with it see that's the thing is I think Ewoks are the only uh, they're the only sci-fi race let's say with enough with enough fan hate that if you murder them in the end people would cheer I think I think it would be easy to skin an Ewok because Princess Leia showed us that all you have to do is just hold out a an animal cracker in your hand and they will like cautiously take it and then you just fucking club them over the head like a baby seal. <laughs> but they're and tricky. They're skin tricky them. too, man. I mean, like they can set traps. They're fu- they were gonna fucking eat Han Solo, man. 
You know, that would be a new that would be an awesome for a new Predator movie. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just have Predator go to Endor. <laughs> and just fucking kill Ewoks. And you know, they'll try and resist them because they set up all those booby traps just like Arnold Schwarzenegger and his uh his mm-hmm. doomed crew did too. Right. So you know, the, the, and and it's like the predator likes to roam through the trees. The Ewoks live in the trees, so mm-hmm. they'll stand a chance for like I don't know, fifteen minutes. But I just want to see them start start yanking Ewok skulls and spines <laughs> out of their bodies. See, I, I see the planet Endor as like you know, in in the movie Predators, there was a planet that the humans uh, wake up on that's like a game preserve. Yeah, I feel like like the the bunny hill of like the predator culture is like the planet Endor. Yeah. So like they they send like the little predator kids off to Endor for you know it's like it's like a day camp. I agree. That's a that's a great way to first to, to first earn your uh, your stripes mm-hmm. as a predator baby. Yeah. If the Ewok can take you out, then you are not worthy, man. <laughs> predator babies, we make our <laughs> dreams come true. <clears throat> that's like something. It. That's something. Also, now oh dude, I just had this fucking revelation. Yo. Yes. Now that Disney owns. Star Wars, they could finally put Muppet Babies on DVD. Yeah, because it's got a lot of Lucasfilm footage in it. It's that was the that was like the one reason that they were holding it back is because there's Star Wars and Indiana Jones references and like clips from the movies all over. Mm-hmm. What if this whole entire four billion dollar deal was just to get Muppet Babies on DVD? Yes, I did enjoy Muppet Babies. Holy shit! I just can't. I mean, dude, somebody. Like there's like a VP of Disney who fought his way tooth and nail from like the the male boy position just so he could like put Muppet Babies on Blu-ray. <laughs> Holy shit! Wow. I, I would definitely watch um, Muppet Babies over Rugrats any day. Well, it's like I don't know. It's like apples and diseased oranges. Really. Yeah. All right. So do you have another Disney idea, or do you want me to go with another? Oh one? no, absolutely, dude. I mean, the first thing I thought of I was like Star Wars, Marvel. We need to do uh, Boba Fett with, uh, yes. with the Venom symbiote. Ooh. So, like, you know how, like, the Venom symbiote, it, like, kind of, like, takes over you. It's an alien organism, so it's really easy to justify in the uh, Star Wars universe. Mm-hmm. It gives you extra powers, but you kind of have to fight it or it'll take over your mind. And I think Boba Fett, you know, the silent assassin, is, like, the perfect person to stick that with. Because then uh. you got, like, the man, a.k.a., like, Nick, F- so, like space Nick Fury. <laughs> And yeah. Space Shield, and I don't know who else. All the Jedi trying to wipe out the symbiote and Boba Fett too. So it's kind of like this chase scene where it's like constantly like being harassed by dudes all the time. I think it could really work. I like that. I like I like combining Boba Fett with Venom. That's that's probably like that'd probably be some amazing fan art somewhere on the internet. Oh, dude, combining well, I, them too. I wonder if it's been done. If not, I fucking call that shit. Yeah, that's pretty good. Well, I have one. It's not nearly as cool. All right, do it. Okay. So, we open on the war of the rebels versus the empire. Mm. One young boy, a farm boy, (laughs) wants to make a difference and enlist. But the rebels are like, no, you're way too scrawny. You'd get killed. This is the empire we're talking about. Stay at home and work on a moisture farm. We need those too to support the war effort. Mm. The dejected, the young boy... Luke Skywalker walks away until an old scientist, Dr. Kenobi, grabs him and says, you can go with with the rebels to fight the Empire. And he's like, I have super soldier serum for you. <laughs> Luke Skywalker says, oh, what the fuck's in that? He's like, just a shit ton of midichlorians. 
<laughs> and he ejects it into it. All of a sudden, whoa! Oh my Luke God. is bigger, tougher. He now has force powers. Donning the costume of a Tuscan Raider and putting a giant T in the forehead. He is Captain Tatooine. Wow. Da, 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 so, so, so he's we'll like. Re, we'll relaunch A New Hope and Captain America at the same time. That's fucking awesome. So, yes. so, so this is, he's like, this is your father's shield of vibranium. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the Red Skull killed him. Yeah. <laughs> and then you find out, like, no, your father is the Red Skull. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, well, you know, he killed him from a certain point of view. Yeah. <laughs> Lame. Yeah, but I could see that. You know, he'd be like, oh, nobody knows he's the Red Skull because his face fucking melted off. Yeah, exactly. In the lava pit. Yeah. <laughs> when Dr. Kenobi, you know, oh. and then Dr. Kenobi gets killed. So Perfect. you just totally relaunch uh, the original Star Wars. So like, so, like, Darth Vader is, like, the head of Hydra, right? Like, yeah. the Empire. That's cool. But he kills, but he's, like, but, like, uh, like uh, in the movie, like, Hitler is kind of like the uh, the Emperor. And then he's just like, fuck the Emperor. We don't need him. I got my own plans. Yes. That's cool. I'm telling you, man. And then, of course, like, the gang he picks up and goes along. Oh, uh, now, who would who would play the part of Bucky to Luke Skywalker? <laughs> oh, shit. Well, I guess, I guess Han Solo. Nah, Han Solo's too cool, though. Yeah, but like Bucky starts off cool, but then he's like, "Fuck, now I'm lame compared to you." See, yeah, he has to be even younger than Luke Skywalker. We'd have to throw an extra character into there. Well, I guess or, Wedge. Or maybe we just throw Bucky in there. They own him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's here's Bucky. He was uh he was a um an orphan boy running around the streets of Moss Eisley. Tell- <laughs> he stowed away on the Millennium Falcon. I'm telling telling you, like Wedge needs to be in the Howling Commandos. Yes, I like that. Yeah, actually, Wedge, Lando, and Han Solo could be, and Chewbacca could be Howling Commandos. Oh, there you go. And just throw in Porkins, too, because everybody loves Porkins. Yeah, Porkins is awesome. I just love the fact that, I mean, I love the fact that there was a fat dude flying an X-Wing fighter, but they also named him Porkins. (laughs) It's like, you could have named him, like, everyone else in the Star Wars universe has, like, cool names. Mm -hmm. And then, like, what would she call the fat ass? Porkins. (laughs) See, and in th- that way, I feel like, all right, they are a legitimate <laughs> army, uh, army dudes if they make fun of the fat guy. You know, it's like, it's like, you know, Leia shows up the first day. What should we call her? Let's call her Princess Frigid Bitch. <laughs> yeah, let's call her, let's call her uh, uh, Princess Torpedo Tits. <laughs> yeah, I know. Let's just start calling everyone what they look like. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. That's good. It's Han Solo and Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, it's I mean, Land, it's Lando, it's, the only black guy. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, yeah, token. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Wait, wait, if, wait, if, you, wait, I mean, wait. if if I'm the guy that's playing Porkins, I'm like, hey, the rest of you guys better start fucking naming people the way you named me. Yeah, that's right. Well, I mean, they sort of did. Star Wars names are fucking so fucking stupid. I mean, like Han Solo. I mean, give me a break. I mean, yeah. the original name for Luke was like Luke Star Killer. Yeah, that's and true. everybody's just like. Oh, I hope he doesn't turn out like his father, Star Killer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess when you when you really come up with it, some of the only really, I mean, if you had to do like the best Star Wars names, I mean, obviously Darth Vader. Sure. Be- before you knew there was like a bunch of Darths, so you just thought Darth Vader. That's fucking awesome. Right. It's. I mean, Obi Wan Kenobi is pretty cool. Right. You know, but but also like, like Obi Wan, only one. You know, Darth Vader. You know, Invader. You know, there, there's this like really easy naming of the Star Wars universe. It's kind of like when I when I drive uh, to the south, Eric. When I cross that Mason Dixon line, every like everything from towns to landmarks are named like like a five year old named them. 
like <laughs> like big rock mountain, like stone mountain. The really famous <laughs> mountain. Let's just call it. It's the biggest uh, piece of exposed granite in the world. Stone Mountain. Done. Yeah, we're we're right next to where my, my buddy Andy lives. There's Erica Road. He's <laughs> 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 like, oh, Erica Road. Yeah, I mean, you know, at least like, you know, it's it's weird. Like naming conventions like in the corporate world or in like the the town like village kind of a world. Uh, you name you name um, you name what used to be there but does not exist anymore. Yes. You know, like 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 deep forest corporate way. Yeah. You know, or like <laughs> sparkling clean non polluted town. Mm. You know, anything that used to be there but does not exist anymore. Or like all those non existent uh, Indian tribes and villages that were wiped out. Let's just uh, let's name our town after them. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe your street is like Trail of Tears. Exact every street <laughs> should be trail there should be like a Trail of Tears highway. Yeah. Although maybe there is. I mean it, it, it's any anything is like nothing's everything's fair game in the south in terms of naming. This is true. Anyway, so so Eric, so I, I was especially proud of this one. This might okay. be my best one yet. So let's get let's. So I was thinking, all right, Beauty and the Beast, an an epic, amazing film. Why not use Beast from the X Men as yes. Beast? And then I was like, well, shit, who would play Gaston, the mm. motherfucking Juggernaut? Oh yes, yes. And then I was thinking, oh shit, dude, the Beast Castle, you know, kind of like out, uh, out in the middle of nowhere. You know, the mob full of angry humans is gonna come like fuck shit up. It's like it's like Xavier's mansion, mm. and and all the Beast cursed uh, servants that have been turned into shit. They're the X Men. Mm, I like it, dude. So I mean, like you could do the whole entire movie of just like the Juggernaut and a bunch of like pissed off people versus like the X Men hold up at Xavier's mansion. That that candle opera guy, he's basically pyro. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, you could say even like uh, like Cogsworth could be um, I don't know, booking Gambit or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, no, excuse me, excuse me. Lumiere is Gambit. That makes way more sense. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, kind of French, kind of a romantical. Hmm. Uh, well, who would Mrs. Potts be though? No oh, shit. Tale as old as time. <laughs> I guess she could be like Mario McTaggart, who didn't have powers but kind of like looked after people. Oh, there you go. Yeah, Mrs. Pot really. Mrs. Pot was the only person who did not take play, did not take part in the battle. There's this huge battle scene where like you know people are like fucking up furniture and the furniture are like screwing up people. And Mrs. Pot's just kind of like sitting on the side going, "Dance, my puppet, dad." <laughs> and Chip's like, "Is I... it over yet? No." She may have been abusive. I mean, how did Chip get his name? Exactly. <laughs> and how did he get his blemish, if you know, we will? It, it, it wasn't like Little little Nemo where somebody screwed up your egg and you were born with a lucky fin. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe Chip was a full cup back in the day, <laughs> and he got out of line one too many times. Shut the fuck up, Chip! Yeah, you know, I think when, when everyone in the Beast Castle were being turned back into humans... Uh, Chip, Chip appeared as a little boy with a huge black eye. <laughs> yeah, or uh, I was gonna say, like, maybe he just had, like, uh, like, she was like, no, don't transform him back, and he's missing, like, a triangle-shaped part of his skull. Oh, God. <laughs> ah! It all worked out good, except for Chip. Oh, no. So she's, she's just like, follow, all right, everyone's turning back, back into normal. Drown Chip before anyone knows. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like, man. Push him down the all stairs right, have, so he can be pieces. Uh, I have another one. Okay. This one is not nearly as cool, but... Yeah. All right, so, Tony Stark, hmm. injured in battle. Unfortunately, the only way to fix his heart is to encase him in armor. Yes. Anakin Skywalker, 
injured in battle. The only way to keep him breathing is to encase him in armor. Yes. They meet at the same hospital. They reach across the hospital beds and grab onto each other's arms for support. And form the best duo of all time, Iron Men. (laughs) Fighting crime together. Yo. Yeah, you know, that could be a total serial. You remember that uh, the, that cartoon, Cops? Yes. Yeah, fighting crime in a future time. That could be Iron Man and fucking Anakin, and they'd, they'd be like the armor wars all over again, but with, but with like, droids and General Grievous and shit. Yeah, and I, and I like it, because, like, Anakin has a dark side. Mm-hmm. So, like, he's uh, he's constantly getting close to kind of crossing the line, and Tony Stark has got to bring him back. Right, but Tony's kind of a dick, too, so I'm sure he would kind of, he would be the one to kind of push him over the edge. Yeah. I think this would be awesome. Buddy space cop comedy. That's cool. That could be everything that the uh, that Star Wars Episode Two uh, should have been. Yes. <laughs> Iron Man, baby. That's fucking back cool. In, back in black. You know, I was I was thinking, um, I was thinking. You know, one of the coolest things that they still use every once in a while in the Marvel universe is something called the uh, the Technovirus. Yes. Which which started up in like New Mutants. A while back, and then went spread to all the X comics. But it's basically a virus that turns like machines into like sentient things. Mm-hmm. And if it and if it uh, and it could turn you into like a machine, and you can gain like various powers. What if the Star Wars universe had like an outbreak of the Technovirus? That'd be cool. You know, like I could see like the Millennium Falcon fucking turning, transforming into like a monster that you have to defeat. Mm. Well, yeah. What if it turned into a mechanical? bird like oh. the name falcon implies dude that was for free disney that was for free <laughs> yes han solo's forced to put her down oh damn and, and in the end when he <laughs> when he put the last bullet in its head he's like what a hunk of junk yes <laughs> <laughs> oh dude well these are all fucking great ideas i hope you're listening suits i know i actually i came up with another one on the fly oh. when you're talking about how much you love 80s fairy movies yes <laughs> hey, wait, wait, right. wait, 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 hang on. Before you say that, I will say that in the movie Labyrinth, they hate fairies. They, like, Hoggle, uh, played by, not for, uh, who, who's the guy who played Willow? His name escapes Warwick me. Warwick Davis? Warwick Davis, I believe, plays plays Hoggle, one of the main characters, with a, with an actual uh, character arc. He the We first see him outside of the, the Labyrinth gates, killing fairies with, like, some, like, bug killer. I don't he's, know, is he killing them, or is he, like... Using a vacuum cleaner and sucking them up into a containment tank. No, he's killing them. He's, like, spraying them, and he's, like, 110. Pssht, and they're, like, eh. Oh, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, and and, uh, and actually, she picks one up. She's, like, yo, monster. And Sarah picks one up. And I swear, it's the fucking fairy from from uh, Legend. Wow. It's It looks exactly like her, except uh, this one, like, bites Sarah's finger. And she's, like, oh, fuck, and steps on it. Oh, well, then, you know, screw those fairies. I was like, wow, this is like the sequel to Legend where they're like, all the fairies died, the end. Mmm. <laughs> I like this. All right, my last one here. Yes. Kind of thought up on the fly. Mm. We, uh, we all know you're a big fan of the movie The Dark Crystal. Oh, yeah, dude. Okay, so this one, reboot. The Dark Lightsaber Crystal. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we all know that lightsabers are powered by crystals. Yes. So... And every and every Jedi has to go to the one planet, mm-hmm. or there's like two planets, and they have to harvest a crystal to power their lightsabers. So, the Sith Skeksis <laughs> have yes. taken yes. the giant crystal 
and put it in the middle of their fortress. And without it, the uh, Jedi's, those like sloth dudes, Mm-hmm. They don't have lightsabers anymore because they don't have any crystals. The, the Skeksis have hoarded all the crystals. So whenever they try and go to the Skeksis Fortress, the Skeksis all have lightsabers because they've got the crystal, <laughs> and the Jedi Sloths don't Holy have any. Shit. So they're screwed. This is but, fucking awesome. But there's one. There's a legend that there is one random crystal shard still out and about in the kingdom. <laughs> so they must send their Jedi Padawan, Gelfling, to oh find my it. God. And if he can find this crystal, he can use it to power just one lightsaber and have a chance against the Sith Skeksis. This is the best fucking idea I've ever heard in my life. Yes. Holy shit. I mean, I mean, uh, it's too bad Disney doesn't own the Dark Crystal, but, but, uh, man, of course, this is exactly what they were talking about. Like, the Sith being fucking evil, the Skeksis are, are evil. Yeah, man, that's you, Sith for you. Yeah, and the Jedi are like their opposite. You know, like they're just like the uh, the mystics. Mm-hmm. You know, those big dudes with forearms. They try and use the Force without the nonviolent methods. So without the uh, lightsabers, they try and just you know you use Force powers, but it's not really working. Exactly. Wow, this is genius. And you know, like during during the film, you know, it's kind of it's not like coming of age, but you know, like uh, Jen the Gelfling, he's like learning more about his people. You know, he's like the last one. He's the chosen one. You know, he has yes. to bring balance to the force. <laughs> yes, and they said, all right, there is one who knows where the lightsaber shard is it. Oh, is it Agra? No, it's Yoda. Yes. Yoda knows where the shard is, and he's just as effed up and weird as Agra. He's like, mm, look for the shard you do. <laughs> so it'd be perfect. And, you know, Frank, Frank Oz played Agra and Yoda. Yeah. Mm-hmm, just saying. So yeah, dark lightsaber crystal. Boom, chalk it. That's fucking awesome. That's that's on par with Predator Babies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're making money this podcast. Dude. Oh man. If only if only there was like if only one of the maniacs turned out to be the Will Wheaton of the next generation, then he could implement all these fucking fantastic ideas. It could happen, man. I mean, we have some pretty cool intelligent fans out there. Yes. You're all smart and we love you and you're beautiful. Yes. One of, so one, make it happen and bring us along. <laughs> oh man, well I'm fucking pumped now. Yes. Wow. Well, these are all great. So, uh, so I get, but all right, but that that's enough for one day. You know, we don't want to give it all away. So, uh, thank you so much for listening, everybody. Whoa! Wait a minute. Oh. I, I got this. I mean, I'm done with that topic. Yes, we're tapped out there, but I do have a couple of thunder dumps. Oh. Thunder dumps. I'm bringing them back. All right, do it up. They're on hiatus, but they're back. Okay. Yes. I have a quick review here. I recently watched the previews to four movies that are video on demand. Oh. Four movies that did not make a theatrical release. (laughs) And they are video on demand. So if you have some kind of cable on demand, you can uh, look them up because that's what I did. I just went on cable on demand. I was like, what shitty movies are out there right now that I can watch? (laughs) So here, and then you you can always always watch a free preview. Mm Mm-hmm. So here are four movies, and I'll rank them from absolute worst to best. Okay. The worst one, Tetherball. Tetherball? Yes. They want you to think, oh, this will be fun and like Dodgeball. Except the, the Tetherball coach is Screech Powers from Saved by the Bell. Oh, my God. He's still in things? Dustin Diamond, yes. And there's like two really scrawny nerds and two fat asses, and they are the Tetherball team. Okay. And the I mean, like... They didn't even have enough good footage for a preview. Aww. 
production value is terrible. Nobody white balanced the camera. They're shooting like near uh, windows with the blinds half down, and you just see blue coming from it. Oh no! And uh it's it's bad. And then uh, there was a guest cameo by um, oh god, who's like the porn star? Which one? He, he's like the he's like really old, but he's got like a dragon dick. Oh, Ron Jeremy. <laughs> Ron Jeremy. <laughs> the dragon dick. Ron Jeremy shows up at the end and what? Wait, can can Ron Jeremy's dragon dick be a luck dragon? I don't know, but and supposedly if you lose that tetherball, you get kicked in the nuts. So I mean, there's a couple nut shots in there, but uh, I mean, there's no way you should pay to see this movie. Sure, I mean you didn't, right? Oh, I, like I said, I'm just watching the on-demand previews. I did not hit purchase on any of them. I'm, uh, I'm going to go register ronjeremysdragondick.com while I'm thinking about it. <laughs> so, like I said, I watched four movies. That was number four. Uh, I have almost like a tie for number two and three. Okay. We have Zombies versus Strippers. Oh, yeah, with Carmen Electra. Uh, no. No. And Strippers versus Werewolves. Wait a second, this is just playing off of that movie with Carmen Electra that sort of did okay. These are both on a video on demand movies. Zombies vs. Strippers takes place, lar- the zombie apocalypse happens, and they basically kind of dusk till dawn it. They defend the strip club. <laughs> okay. Um, it looks, it's, it's less, uh, there, it looks like there was a lower budget than Strippers vs. Werewolves. Oh no. Um, but it looks like a probably a higher chance of nudity. Sure. Should be good. Um, it was pretty cheesy. Like this one's definitely trying to be more funny. Um, there was one good scene though where a zombie just bites the skin off of someone's face. Like kind of grabs it and yanks it away, like wrapping, uh, ripping the skin off a of, you know like chicken. Yes. And their whole skin comes off their face. That looked pretty cool. Cool. But strippers versus werewolves. There was a higher production value. Okay. Less funny moments in the uh, in the scene, in, in the preview, and hotter strippers. Really. Yes. So I, I don't I don't know if you're going to see as much nudity. Well, I'd see I uh I, I was kind of assuming with uh, with Zombies versus Strippers that they hire a bunch of actresses that say they can do a strip routine but then actually their their routines suck ass. Mm. I mean, they I mean I, I just just going off what I saw on the preview, but No, sure. They they probably did kind of suck. But yeah, the uh Strippers and the Strippers versus Werewolves, they were definitely hotter. The Werewolves looked a little more high-tech compared to the Zombies and the other one. Well, sure. I mean, you could just slap some green paint on somebody and call them a zombie. Yeah. So, I mean, I kind of had to, I almost had to give them like a tie. So. Wow. <laughs> well, I would I would watch either one over World War Z based on what I've seen in the trailer. Yeah. You know what's funny? I never got through that whole book. It's tough. It's I'm not a fan tough. of the journal kind of book. Mm-hmm. Um, like uh, Robopocalypse. Sure. Huge, good, best-selling novel. Steven Spielberg's going to make it into a movie. I've had it for like five months. I still haven't finished it because I just don't like to jump around around to mini journal stories. It, it doesn't really do. It's like found footage movies. Yeah. Like, well, eh. well, it's like you know, I, I guess the uh, the good part about that is the, like if if uh, you're in a chapter that sucks, you can just skip it and just go to the next one, and it's like nothing happened. That's true. Yeah. So, I mean, if Boomstick reviews <laughs> gives the thumbs down to World War Z, that's all I need to hear. You know, uh, when I saw the trailer, and the trailer is basically, it reminded me a lot of the Tom Cruise War of the Worlds adaptation. Yeah. It it took what was, like, an amazing story, classic story, and turned it into just, like, a mindless action flick with a bunch of, uh, let's say, questionable choices. Hmm. You said mindless action flick, and it did start to get me, bring me back over to it. Yeah, uh, I I shouldn't say mindless action. Excuse me. 
fucking boring, uh, semi-action related. It's like, it, it's all just like this Tom Cruise's character and his family and trying to save his daughter. And then the UFOs come and instead of like doing anything smart, like gassing the humans, like gassing, killing millions at a time, they have these little like, uh, razor beams where they like, they like shoot out these like, Beams of light killing off one person at a time, and you hear like this, like electric razor noise. Go, mm. and I'm like, well, well, they're letting Tom Cruise live, and later he kills one of the giant UFOs with like a grenade belt, in a in a way that's very, like, seemed like inspired from like the end of Evolution, the movie. I just thought it was pathetic. I just thought it was really dumb on how easily he made it all the way to Boston. Yeah. It's so many miles to go. And somehow his teenage son also made it all the way to Boston. It was fucking And lame. it was, like, fast. And, and well, uh, w- my biggest complaint of the movie was, all right, you know, I didn't agree with your choices. Okay, you know, like, at least your characters are strong. But there's a scene in the movie where uh, he comes across, him and his tiny little daughter come across crazy Tim Robbins. Yeah. Right? And Tim Robbins is kind of, like, held up in a house, and he's like... Get the fuck away. I'm crazy and I might uh, kill you. And instead of just walking away, right, he takes his little daughter and makes her hold her hands over her ears and ties a blindfold around her and then enters a life or death battle, meaningless battle with Tim Robbins to the death. Yeah. And I'm just like, why the fuck are you killing this guy? Just leave him alone, man. You're going to need people like him to repopulate the planet. I just think he hates Tim Robbins. I just think, like, he just, like, all right, this douchebag does not deserve to live, and even though I may die, I'm fighting the good fight. Goodbye, four-year-old daughter. I might die. Bye. Yeah, it was a little... So, yeah. Yeah, so you got Brad Pitt in uh, World War Z, and you know he doesn't make mindless action movies, so you're right. He's probably the Tom Cruise role. And I'm, I'm just saying, you know, like, much respect to Brad Pitt. He, he usually chooses his roles very well, but this movie seems like it's just concentrated on one character. And some of my, some of my favorite moments from the book... Uh, I I couldn't peg where Brad Pitt fit into the book mm. at all. I I do like zombie movies, but so mm. we'll it's see. it's just weird, you know. Like uh, some of my favorite things from the book were like you you cut like they cherry picked all these different stories from around the planet. You know, like this is one this one like nerd in like Japan, and the, uh, that turns into this fucking warrior badass. There's this blind guy like. Who was like forced to live out in the woods? Yeah, that was know? a good one. I like that story. Yeah, the blind guy who learns how to kill zombies becomes mm-hmm. a. Uh, I mean, I want to see the or like or the woman who thinks she's like uh, thinks she's hearing like um, somebody like in a radio tower give her instructions on like where to go. She's fighting through like the the swamps. Yeah, and that's really just like her brain trying to keep her alive. <laughs> yeah, and in you, you well, they, they never really resolved like which one it was. I thought it was like delightfully ambiguous. But all those stories, I felt like those were the strongest ones. And all I see when uh, when I saw the World War Z trailer was just like, all right, they just took the book and boiled it, and then uh, put some smatterings of what they got into like this action movie starring Brad Pitt and his family. Mm-hmm. So, well, I'll tell you what: if I had to choose between World War Z and this next movie Uh-oh. that I'm about to talk to you about, yes, I would choose this next movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, hi profile criminals being brought to a prison facility. Okay. You got to defend them because we don't know what's going to happen. Are other prisoners going to want to get their hands on them because they are women? Oh, so they're they're just... But they're they're at a male facility. They're just being temporarily stored there for right now. What? Because they just need to put them there and then they're going to transfer them again. This is science fiction. 
No, no, no. But then, of course, like a giant hit squad comes to eliminate these two prisoners, and they attack the prison. The uh -huh. prison is under attack. And it's like SEAL Team 6, basically, is coming after these prisoners. Mm -hmm. In order to make it even easier to kill them, someone hits the emergency cell release, and all <laughs> the prisoners are now also out. The, the emergency cell release that has never been implemented in any prison ever. Luckily, there just happened to be two men in this prison <laughs> that were just temporarily there yep. that might be able to unite and defeat the bad guys and save the high-profile prisoners. Is it, is it Cameron Poe from Con Air and the dude from Space Prison? Oh, so close. <laughs> it's so close. Steven Seagal. Oh, my God. And Stone Cold Steve Austin. What? Are in the movie Maximum Conviction. <laughs> yes. He's back, baby. What the fuck? You can't, you can't beat this. Maximum Conviction. Steven Seagal, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Boom. Movie of the year. Wow. That's that's kind of amazing, you know. I I wouldn't I wouldn't think that anyone could match like the weirdness, the um, the the, the uh, I'm just I'm just gonna stop there. But there are things in both of their those guys' lives that kind of match up. I think I think this is perfect. Steven Seagal finally admit after his last ten straight to DVD movies, he's like, you know what? I do need a popular co-star to help me carry my movies, to help to get them financed. Someone younger. <laughs> this works out perfectly, and his character in this movie it works out perfectly because what are what are the some of the, the the two biggest things that you can laugh about Stephen Skull right now is his mammoth gut yes. and his weird ass widow's peak, possibly fake hair. <laughs> uh, what's his face? John Leguizamo says his hair is fake. Sure. So. As soon as the action starts, Steven Seagal waddles into the armory and puts on a huge bulletproof vest, <laughs> solving the problem of hiding his gut. Sure. And then puts on a black skull cap, solving the problem of his weird, weird hairline. All right. And then, and then opposite him, you have Stone Cold, who's like, who, who legitimately breaks necks. Yes. And Stone Cold, who, like, once his acting career is over, probably actually will become a prison guard. Sure, or a prisoner, either way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he played a prison guard in that longest yard, too. Yeah, I mean, like, he has, like, those those tiny little eyes that are, that yeah. just scream, like, I'm going to murder you. I'm just saying, you definitely need to go watch the, I mean, forget about the other ones. Just mm -hmm. go on YouTube or whatever, find the preview for Maximum Conviction. Maximum <laughs> That doesn't just... even make sense. <laughs> no, are you kidding me? It's awesome. Maximum like, conviction. It's like, all right, so you have the word convict, you know, in there, but instead it's like a word like conviction, like, you know, talk about your strength of character. So you have maximum strength of character. But I love who the it. Fuck, who the fuck watching this movie is going to get that in the title? No, I love it. They're like, okay, we need a word that has to deal with prison. Conviction. <laughs> okay, now we need a word in front of it that just makes it even better than it is. They're like, well, how about mega conviction? Yeah. Mm, little sci-fi channel -y. Maximum conviction? Perfect. Print it. <laughs> Got it. Got it. I, I don't know if it was fake. It must be real because it's too weird not to be. Uh, oh no, dude, it's real. It's real. I, oh, I, oh, no, I watched the preview. I know. I, I saw. I, I saw a, a poster for something called um, Sharknado. Oh yes. <laughs> Which is a tornado made of sharks. Oh my god, that's awesome. <laughs> and I was like, oh, Sci-Fi Channel. At least you found your people. Yeah. You know, at least you found your the thing that you're really good at, which is which is making low budget shit movies. Oh man, that's but, so awesome! Dude, speak, I just yes, 
No, I, I was just saying, I hope that if MAGFest does accept our application for a panel, mm. MAGFest, um, <laughs> I think we should just screen the movie Maximum Conviction there. Right. I, I, I think more people would walk out if we just did our regular panel, so let's screen something and blame it on that. Yeah, well, let's just do Maximum Conviction. In fact, you're doing a film festival, right? Just That's play true. Maximum Conviction 12 times. That's true. In fact, in fact, game, Games on Film, if you go to gamesonfilm.com, you can see, Eric, uh, we have 15 films in our lineup. It's the biggest video game film festival, legit, of all time. And uh, it's, not, it's not short films. They're all feature length. We, did, we have zero short films playing in this film festival. It's actually kind of amazing. That's cool. Yeah. And, uh, no, I've been really, really super pumped. Uh, God, this, this other film festival, this New York film festival, it's happening right now. Bam. It's been sucking up all my time because I had to, last year I had to figure out how to make a Blu-ray, which is uh, not easy. Uh, and then I had the added pressure of, oh, by the way, uh, we're going to show these Blu-ray compilations that you're making at, let's say, the uh, one of the most recognized theater and film houses in the city, in the country, and it's all on you. It's wow, on that's pretty shoulders. awesome. It's fucking crazy. So last year, I was sweating balls when I went to the projections for the first time, and I handed in this stack of discs that I hoped would work. Mm. But I didn't know because I was like, I was like, you know, is his equipment the same as my equipment at home? You know, like, how's it going to look? Maybe it's different. And I just didn't know. Uh, so this year, and thank God, I got, I got over that and everything worked out fine. This year, I made, I, I was commissioned to rip the movie Labyrinth by Heather Henson, Jim Henson's daughter. She mm -hmm. had me rip the, rip the Blu-ray, put jokey subtitles onto it, and then burn it back onto Blu-ray. Wow, no pressure. Yeah, and uh, and it sold out. That was for like the sing along. Mm. Uh, but what was crazy was the Blu-ray uh, disc was actually better quality than the thirty-five millimeter print. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I because I watched Labyrinth, uh, the non-sing along version, and they showed the uh, the film print, and it was like it was crusty. You know, mm. never-ending story too. There were like lots of pops and cracks and like film, uh, you know, like artifacts where the the film was decaying. Right, but the Blu-ray they must have gone through like some kind of like conversion process because it looked a lot better. Well, if you're hobnobbing with uh, Henson's daughter, man, it's time to start promoting our show. <laughs> no way, I would never do. That. <laughs> no, no. If there, if there was like some kind of like theater thing, absolutely. You know, I uh, love I would, the I'll theater. Horn. Let's let's jump into theater. <laughs> yeah, jump yeah. in the show. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, it would just be like you and me. On, uh, you know, it's like very minimalist, you know, on microphone, two chairs. Two-person stage show. Comedians do it all the time. We, should, we do like uh, Inside the Maniacs uh, studio. I love it. Yeah. But anyways, um, that turned out well. No, MAGFest right now is kind of deciding panels. Uh, mm. Because I'm running the film festival, like I get all their emails. Uh, uh, and if you, if, if you hear any banging, it's there's, uh, there's some dudes working on a roof right now. Uh, uh, okay. I just want to put that out there. So anyways... Yeah, Magfest is kind of deciding right now, like what what panels go, what panels stay, you know. Uh, so it, it's interesting to see the inside track on like a con and how it's run. I do I do hear banging over at your place. I just thought that it was like you were in like the Rebel base in Hoth, and Imperial probe droids were just like hitting <laughs> the uh, the ice surface above you. I want to see like a probe droid probe something. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. There's like a little little uh there's there's a, a dwarf playing a banjo inside each one of those. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, he didn't probe shit. 
He just like kind of like looked around and made some like beep, 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 like noises. He needs to probe something next time hard. Yeah, yeah. Like Luke does pass out in the uh, blizzard, and you know he wakes up next time. He's like his pants are down. No. <laughs> like, Shit. It's like man, I land out, go back to sleep. <laughs> and then he's like, no. At the end, he's like, Ben, Ben, save me, Ben. <laughs> oh Luke, man. Go to Dagobah. Bad anal probe. Oh, dude. Yo, how how weird must it have been uh, for Darth Vader in the third movie to find out that he probed his own daughter? The first, I know, the yeah, first I totally movie tortured you for the first movie. Yeah, there's like this torture scene where like this like floating globy thing with this ominous needle uh, like comes into Princess Leia's room and Darth Vader's like, "Fuck it, shut the door." Yeah, well, I mean, he also cut his son's hand off, so I guess he's past that. Yeah, I think that's parenting <laughs> at his best. He's like, you want to fucking for- fuck with me? Your head is gone. Yeah, I am the, uh, I am a tiger father. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you raise kids. No, I mean, you know, if we, and it would have never happened, but if we had ever challenged our father to some kind of fisticuffs, I think he would have killed us. And let's face it, Vader didn't know how to be a dad because he didn't have a dad, remember? There was no father, he was Jesus. That's right. <laughs> This is Jedi Jesus. Yeah, you know, in, in that scene where his where his slave mother tells Obi-Wan there was no father, or, or Qui-Gon, I'm sure he was thinking, you're fucking whore. Yeah, bullshit. <laughs> you got raped by the Jawas. Yeah, exactly. It's like, it's oh, you're like, like you had, you liked it so much you can't tell who the father was. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like, there was no father. Bullshit. bullshit. Let's not be modest here. You're a slave. We know what happened. Yeah, exactly. It's like, well, obviously some kind of like Icelandic guy. You know, and you were having some relations. Maybe it was Porkins. Yeah, Porkins. <laughs> Porkins. I just feel like, our, if they if they ever redo that character, they should do some cross promotion like Star Wars merchandising likes to do. Instead of calling him Perkins, they'll just call him Denny's. <laughs> Wait, no, you just said Perkins. That's the best. Yeah, <laughs> Perkins. Yeah, I'll just call him Perkins. Just change one letter. <laughs> yeah, Perkins. <laughs> Perkins, if you don't if you don't know, Perkins is this uh is this it's like this breakfast food chain where you can it's get the, like the classic version lunch. of Denny's. Yes, but it, did you say classier? Yeah, mm. basically. Yes, Perkins. I don't know if they have some kind. Of, actually, Perkins has been like dying out. There's only a few left in the world. Yeah, I think they're they're being bought out by Denny's. Yeah, which is kind of sad because Denny's is like Denny's is like the trailer trash of uh, breakfast restaurants. I had no place I'd rather be at three in the morning after a college party than you know, uh, Denny's. De- Denny's is like I've been in some. Cl- we have been in some classy Denny's. Mm. I, used, I used to tell people, you know, once you get into the South, Denny's are like actual like legitimate restaurants. Yeah, baby. You know, and the Waffle Houses are like the Denny's of the North. Mm. You know, where like the Waffle Houses are always open. You never know what kind of sketchy scum are gonna be in there at any time. And you know, it's like it's all like fried, nasty. You know. Uh, greasy food and that's like denny's up here in the north did you hear about the waffle house alert what legitimately when there's a major disaster going on Mm -hmm. the government checks in to the local waffle house Hmm. if the waffle house is still open then the disaster (laughs) is not that bad because the waffle house will stay open through almost any disaster right so as long as the waffle house is open and has power then they're like they downgrade the threat level, well, but when I'm told I'm not even making this up, and when the Waffle House is closed, <laughs> they're like holy fucking shit, terror alert, get as much FEMA aid there as possible. 
Holy shit! Well, you know, um, as I learned in that in that Natalie Portman uh, straight to straight to DVD Walmart movie, Where the Heart Is, which has got to be like a, like a, sh- a shame mark on her career now. Uh, if there's a disaster, don't go to the Waffle House. You go to Walmart and you hole up. Oh yeah, zombie apocalypse. I'm probably going to Walmart. I mean, th- I mean that's probably what everybody's gonna do. It's like, all right, they got Walmart chicken there. They got they got food that will like the color will fall off when you eat it. Well, they also have guns, guns, guns. That's true. So, I mean, you know, you get your guns, you get your camping supplies, you get your cheap-ass food, mm. then you then you strike out. I mean, I'm if, definitely going to Walmart first when the zombie apocalypse happens. See, here, here's what they should have done. You know the the uh, the remake of uh, Dawn of the Dead? Yes, uh, which came, was awesome. Came out a few years ago. I didn't like it. but Oh, it was, are you kidding me? The shopping mall one? Dude, that's the best. Yo, I the, love that I one. I love the original, man. The original is very good, but this is a very good update. Eh, that's my favorite zombie movie of the 2000s, I think. I mean, the the characters were, like, instantly forgettable. There were too many of them. They only existed to die. Oh, I totally disagree, man. That's my favorite zombie movie of the 2000s, I think. Wow. Well, uh, in, instead of drawing out that argument, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think they should not have gone back to a shopping mall, uh, to which, like, the one, of, one out of two black guys says, Yeah, bulletproof glass! Ha-ha! That's why you can't get into the mall, because of bulletproof glass. Yeah, great. Uh, no, no, they should have just had it in a Walmart. Well, yeah, they, probably, they probably wanted to, and Walmart was like, no, we I can't mean, do that. I mean, why, why even have zombies? Just have, like, people who want to get into Walmart and just close the doors, and it'll be like a documentary. No, shit. I swear to God, this happened. Really? I mean, like every Christmas, somebody dies at a Walmart. At least one person gets mowed, no, uh, mowed down yeah. by people. No, like, rewind this. I feel like it was like three episodes ago I told you about some crazy movie preview I saw. And it, it sounds very similar to this. Takes place in a Walmart? Something about, like, people trying to get in. There were zombies, but people just thought they were crazy customers or something. And Oh, I don't know, but it sounds cool. Uh, yeah, the thought, it escapes me at the moment. But what are you going to do? Yep. Well, all right, go listen to our shit, people. That's right. You, you can check us out. We're a weekly video game slash film podcast. Uh, we're on iTunes. You can check out our whole back catalog. Just search for the Jumpman. Uh, check out our official website, jumpmanpodcast.com. We're also on retrowaretv.com and elder-geek.com. Yeah, we're also in your nightmares. Um, bacon cookies. Yeah. Yeah, and thinking about more Disney mashups, too. That's what I got to do. Yeah, go to our Facebook page and uh, tell us what your favorite Disney matchups would be. I'm very curious to hear them. Yeah, you know, I've, I've seen so many, like, you know, Star Wars, Disney mashups, but people need to be like, all right, this is a trifecta now. Disney animated films, you know, uh, Star Wars. Dude, what if they did, like, Toy Story but with Star Wars toys? Yeah, man, you could do that. I mean, they also own the Muppets, so get creative. Mm-hmm. All right, and we'll see you next week. Uh. <laughs> Thank you for that. I find your lack of faith disturbing. One shall stand, one shall fall. Fatality. Did I just hear a little fart happen? Not on my end. I just hear a little cute mouse fart. Uh, I mean, I was moving the headphones next to the microphone. Ah, uh, yes, you must have, like, those nice... Um, foamy things on the uh, outside of your, your headphones. Yeah, they're pretty nice, actually. Hmm. And you should know me well enough that I don't <laughs> mouse fart. I like Jabba the Hutt fart. That's true. And then you <laughs> announce it.
my my asshole goes like oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and then and then I'm like salacious crumb I'm like ah! <laughs> <laughs> nasty afterwards oh god all right here we go like everyone know feel free to uh, we're we're recording on that so feel free to edit that in somehow <laughs> oh I'm sure I'm sure it'll go somewhere. <laughs>